like to welcome you to a podcast called A Bible Study with Dr. Gross, where indeed the Bible is a light to our feet, gives us hope, encouragement, and instructions for daily living. Thank you for joining me today on the Bible study. Today's topic is How are you communicating on earth? We are looking at Paul. Paul is in prison in Rome and he is chained to a guard. He is writing a letter of encouragement to his friends in Philippi. Well, let's join right in and let's read it. Philippians chapter 3, 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Can you imagine right now, Paul's in prison and he says, I have not counted myself to be perfect, but one thing I know that I am pressing in to the goal of the goodness of God. Let's go on to the next verse. It's very interesting in verse 20, for Paul says this, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's do a history lesson. Philippi is a territory, a city outside of Rome. And what's so unique about this location is this city, this territory has all the rights and they are Roman citizens. They're not living in Rome, but they have all the rights. They are full-bred Roman citizens in this territory. And Paul is using a language which they fully understand that even though they're in a foreign land, even though they are aliens in this land, they are citizens of Rome. All the authority, all the power. They can go to Rome and sit in the legal council. They can make documents. They can go to court. They have special privileges because they are Roman citizens. And Paul says this so clearly. Our citizenship is in heaven. Do you realize that you are a citizen seated in the heavenly places? Sit back and relax and just imagine the conversation that takes place. You're walking with Jesus. He's sharing how he created the heaven and earth. He's sharing how he created you and held you and caressed you how he walked you through these difficult troubles. And you sit there, and you're so full of love. Can you imagine that you would hear a conversation of somebody cutting down you, 
Can you hear somebody saying you a name and calling you something you're not? Can you imagine that you would maybe even hear a four-letter cuss word in heaven? If you were in heaven, that language does not exist. What exists in heaven is a purity of love. Cutting down somebody, talking bad about somebody, accusing somebody is not a language that you would hear in heaven. My question today is, are you communicating to the people you meet in a language, in a manner that you would hear in heaven? Let's unfold this topic. Where do we start? Well, let's look to where the Bible starts and see what the Bible says. It says clearly in Genesis 1, chapter Chapter 1, when God made man, he said he blessed them. He said, go out and be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion on the earth. Those are words that build up. Those are words that encourage. Those are words that stimulate and say, hey, you're a success. Those are not words of defeat. Those are not words of condemnation. That's not a language that you hear in heaven. If you're hearing that type of language, either in your soul, that is the enemy talking to you. If you hear it on earth, you have to wonder, are those people really Christians? Do they understand that they live in a land of blessings? They live in a land of exhortation. Why are they talking unlike that? They are not really being an ambassador of Jesus on earth. That language, those topics of cutting down somebody, of accusing somebody, of just giving bullying is not a heavenly language. We are aliens and we should be able to show the earth, the people, our friends, our neighbors, our family, what's it like to be in the heavens and share Corinthians chapter 1. I mean, 1 Corinthians 14 says in a different way, talk to somebody to encourage them, talk to, to exhort them, to lift them up, comfort them. We are aliens, and we should have a language that is so different. And Jesus in the Bible in Genesis shows that. Let's move on. Let's see how Jesus' ministry ends. He is now in Mark. I'm sorry, Luke. Luke 20, chapter 24, he says this, And he led them out as far as Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Jesus lifted up his hands and blessed his followers in Bethany. And the next verse says, and he was lifted into heaven. The very last act, the very last words was that of blessing his followers. Encouraging them 
lifting up. And that is the speech that takes place in heaven. So when we go and talk to our neighbors, are we encouraging them? Are we lifting them up? Well, what does blessing mean? Let's really, what does blessing mean? Well, blessing means to encourage, to lift up, to tell them that they are going to be a success, to be a benefit, to be able to change the situation that they're in. The favor of the Lord is upon them. That's what blessing means. So when you want to have a conversation, you want to think of that way. So isn't it easy? Can you imagine now you walk up to a Sunday and you go to your leaders in church, you walk up to them and said, hey, may you put forth a word of God that is so touching that it will be bearing fruit to thus people who listen to you. And they will cherish the words that as if they came from God himself, and they will grow and their destiny be fulfilled. May you be encouraged in the favor of the Lord today. If you walk up to the pastor on Sunday and you share those kind words, that's going to stimulate him, and he's going to want to say yes, yes. Last week, we talked about how to communicate. Paul was pressing in him in, in, in uh, Philippians chapter 3. He's pressing in. Last week, we talked about pressing into God, up and down. God talking to you in prayer language. God talking to you in prayer. And, and it says this, Jesus says, Surely, I can only do what the Father does. I see what he does, and I do it here. That's what he says. And that's in John. Let's put a little more. Most assuredly in John 5, 19, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. Whatever the father does, the son does also. So Jesus is talking to his son, God, both up and down. Now Jesus is talking to his his people, his disciples. And let's start with our children. Jesus loved the children, so what a good place, what a good example to see how Jesus handles our children. And he says in Mark, he says, he took up the children in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Jesus blessed the children. Now, can you imagine? You walk up with a definition of blessing, meaning a benefit, the favor, to be a success. You walk up to a mother and you say this, Oh, your baby's so cute. What a cute picture. You are an alien in this world. That's what... A person says, but if you are a citizen of Jesus in the heavenly places, you say this, oh, that child is blessed to have you as a mother. You have been 
specifically chosen to raise this child up in the destiny of God. He has given you experiences of life to share with his child so the child may grow in love. And as you hold him, may the child know that there's no greater love than God for him. May you be the mother to release your child into destiny that God has. What a language that can change a mother's heart for his child. What a situation, what an opportunity to show that you are belonging to the heavenly places. An opportunity to let your light shine in words that encourage, uplift, and you give the power and authority of Jesus to this mother to be who she should be. Another practical place, we're speaking about children. Jesus blessed the children. He held up in them and blessed them. How about when they go to school? You say to the child, you say, today is a day that you're going to know everything. The Lord's going to bring to your mind what is needed for you to pass that test. He's going to give you the ability to be The favor of the teacher will talk to you in a way you understand, and you will pass this school. That is how you talk. Another opportunity, how about was when they graduate from high school, and they're going to onto a job, and you say this, hey, congratulations, what an opportunity, you did great. But how about you say this, that place of employment, is so honored to have you because you are bringing the authority of God into that workplace. And that place is going to benefit from every skill that you have. They will see that the necessity of having you in a relationship and you will bring success to that company. And that company will exalt you among your employees and you will move on to leadership. That's better than saying good luck on your new job. You are an alien. You have a language that is different, and you can encourage them in a way of blessing them. God says you're a success. God says that you are worthy. The enemy lives in this world, and he is the one condemning 24 hours a day. We hear bad things about ourselves. But as aliens who know the voices, what a conversation takes place in the heavens, you can encourage them in such a way. Paul says in Philippians, our citizenship is in heaven. May your conversation illustrate and be a light to the people that you meet, your neighbors, your family. May they know that you have been with Jesus. May they know that the love of encouragement flows from your heart and they will know what it's like to be a follower of Jesus. 
Thank you for joining me on a Bible study with Dr. Gross, who indeed the Bible gives us light. As an alien in this world, may your conversation be different than anybody else. God bless you. See you next week.